Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Wilmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95 Tevin and Gang, the morning roast. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Can it get to Sunday, please? I'm starting to get a little anxious about the Super Bowl. I am. I just want to get out there. I'm seeing all the photos in Vegas, and you know, the Warriors got a couple games, so you know I got to know where my my uh, bread is buttered. We got Warriors and Sixers tonight, and Pacers tomorrow, and I got Warriors and Suns, which is a good distraction for me. But my mind, half of my brain is in Vegas right now, Shasky. As I look at the San Francisco yeah. Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock, we are four days. Seven hours, 26 minutes, 46, 45, 44, 43 seconds away from kickoff. When you get to season six, um, Tony Soprano is chasing it. He keeps he losing, is. and he's chasing it. Yep. And he's talking about the itch. Yep. I got the itch I right now. The, yeah. And in the words of Mr. Fab, as I go five different analogies here, the game keeps calling me. It's calling me. I am dying to get to Vegas. It's It's getting there. It's getting me there. Big shout out to Pete's Coffee for getting us to Vegas. Oh, shout out to I Pete's got my Pete's right here. Shout out to Pete's. We're going to Vegas quality. for the game. Thanks to Pete's Coffee. And Vanessa told me who joined us yesterday. She told me after the show, she goes, oh, you've never been to a Super Bowl? It just hits different. So as we say, good morning to everybody out there. Get off the graveyard shift. If you're at work, what is happening? The overnight dancers in the Bay. Hopefully you trans. Uh, hopefully you migrated to Vegas because that's where the money is. Uh, good morning to all the beauty drivers, carpenters. Uh, union workers, lawyers. We found out some lawyers, mm-hmm. some sheriffs, some cops. Well, we knew Y'all a lawyer listen. was. Wasn't George Borges a lawyer? Oh yeah, Izzy. Izzy wasn't happy with me yesterday. She heard about some of the things I said. She goes, "That's a close friends picture that you talked about. Close friends, not the regular Instagram." But the Borgeses will be out there in Vegas. Lawyers, cops, judges, techies, bellmen. Good morning to all you. Twitch and YouTube, 
Of course, Twitch and YouTube. Got to shout them out. Twitch and YouTube brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. What? Why are you looking at me? No, I'm just so fired up for this game. I can't wait to get to Vegas, and I'm, I'm super excited um, just to see like the Niner fans right. and how many Niner fans are going to be out there and the whole aura of everything that's going down. It sounds to me, from the people that have been around this team a lot and have been to multiple big events, the Niners feel very much um, like this is a business trip, which yeah. is a good thing. It's a very good thing. Obviously, things can change. I don't want anyone to do anything stupid, but... it. You could tell already the Chiefs are taking this like it's going to be a road game, and they're taking it personal. Oh, they like it. They like it. Kelsey said it. Come on, keep bringing the booze. Keep bringing the booze. Mahomes, keep bringing the booze. He loves it. They all love it. But you know what? It won't matter on Sunday. won't matter on Sunday. That noise is going to be pumped in. It's going to be deafening inside that stadium. Now, a lot of people are asking. They're asking, hey, man, how come you guys aren't at Radio Row? Well, for us, look, it is how I think it. I'll, I'll speak for myself here, Shasky. But us being in Vegas during the week, knowing that everything happens after 9 o'clock, what sense does that make for us? We do a morning show. It's hard to go to bed before 9 o'clock in Las Vegas. It really is. I've been listening to radio my whole life. Right. Okay? You know what Radio Row is? Oh! Look, here comes Anthony Munoz. He's <laughs> selling you jock itch. You know, right. here comes, oh my God, is that Joe Thomas? Look how much weight you've lost. What are you selling us? <gasps> Dr. Scholl's insoles. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <gasps> Look, it's Boomer Esiason. What's he selling? Oh Chia Pets. That's, yep. that's Radio Row. I want to talk about the game. Right, with the fans here. I want to talk about the game with the fans here in the Bay Area. And when we get down there, we know it's game time. And then we'll react in Vegas Monday and Tuesday. Oh, we'll, we'll be watch there. The, we'll watch the Warriors game Monday when they play Utah in the casino. We'll watch that. Maybe we'll bet on it. Maybe I'll have some fun with that. Uh, no, I can't bet you on it. I'm, I I'm, will. I'm, kid, I'm kidding. On I'm your kidding. behalf. I'm kidding. I can't bet on NBA games. That would be awful. That would be very bad for my career and everything. But but listen, who cares? Like, we will get to Vegas. Now, Guru and Steiny will be in Vegas Thursday and Friday. There's a lot of people that be out there. Media Row, I, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. We'll get there to Vegas. Steiny going to go to the Thomas and Mack Center, scout things out? <laughs> Did you hear him? Ed McCaffrey yesterday? No. So I guess Ed McCaffrey grew up in PA. Oh. And played the same league that Steiny did. So they brought up basketball oh, to start wow. the interview. Wow. They brought it up. Oh, yeah, you know, I won some games. And then later in the interview, Steiny said something. And Ed goes, boy, you really want to talk basketball. You just want to talk basketball, don't you? <laughs> Is that the truest sentence that's ever been written? <laughs> you just want to talk basketball, don't you? You know, hey! that's a tough week for Steiny. Well, so the I'm trade listening. deadline is tomorrow. <laughs> I mean. Warriors are scuffling. Oh, it is, it is eating him up. He can't wait to get through the Super Bowl. <laughs> I listened to the Vernon Davis interview yesterday, and I couldn't believe Steiny. God, I love you, Steiny. He's like, I mean, Vernon, you played on three different teams, and you know, I, I who do you consider yourself a player? I was like, dog, he played like nine years with the Niners. Like, wait, well, I, I view myself as a Bronco. Yes, those four games I played with them and winning the Super Bowl for four games, I consider myself. That's like asking Mitch Richmond, do you consider yourself a Laker? <laughs> that's the equivalent of what you asked. <laughs> hey, Patrick Ewing, do you consider yourself Orlando a member of the Ma Seattle Sonics? Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Hakeem. I mean, come on. Are you dog. a member of the Toronto Raptors? What kind of question was that? Do you remember your Davis? times north of the border? 
<laughs> I, I love you, Steiny, but come on, dude. You just want to talk basketball, don't you? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> hey, Jordan, boy, let me tell you, those Wizards years, <laughs> they were so awesome. <laughs> when I close my eyes, Mike, I think of you and Quam Brown. <laughs> Hey, Shaquille O'Dell, what I think of your entirety, the entirety of your career, Big Shaq I just think of you in that Celtic greed. I think of you and how great you were for the Celtics <laughs> or the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> we love Stock. Phoenix Suns. Whose profile, who's profile not named Brock Purdy? <laughs> whose profile not named Brock Purdy for the 49ers could go through the roof? Ooh. With a monster game. Brendan Ayuk. Really? You think he's got the personality to pop like that, too? He's got a sneaky personality, but I'm just tra- thinking in terms of money. Okay. Oh, you mean money. Think I meant more like media profile. Oh, well, even nationally, I think Brendan Ayuk would get a lot of love in terms of the hierarchy of wide receiver play. Think about how they talk about CeeDee Lamb. Okay. How they talk about Mike Evans. You know, the top receivers in the game, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Mm. Ayuk balls out, and quietly, they'll talk about... Ju- Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill. That second tier, they're going to start talking about Ayuk. And they're going to talk about that draft class like, boy, Justin Jefferson cleared away, best receiver in that draft class. Oh, look at CD Lamb. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you got to talk about Brandon Ayuk. You're not going to talk about Michael Pittman Jr. You're not going to talk about Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy or Jalen Rieger or Chase Claypool. Brandon Ayuk will be brought up. I think Brendan Ayuk could gain a lot from having a monster game. Now, I, I could be wrong, and, you know, I, I just believe Ayuk could – I don't know if he's on that profile yet. I don't know if he's on that platform nationally in terms of being a big-time player. Now, we all – the catch last week was unbelievable, yeah. or two weeks ago, the Ladybug catch. But, boy, Brendan Ayuk could be a household name, I believe, with a monster game. See, I was thinking about Whitworth for the Rams, and this is going a little, like, under the radar. Just media stuff? Yeah. Yeah, like Whitworth's profile after winning that Super Bowl kind of went through the roof and everybody was pulling for him. I felt like last year, because of the Kelsey connection, right. Jason Kelsey's profile went through the roof, right. right? And obviously, like having the podcast with his brother, the, the Taylor Swift thing, like it's gone to a whole nother level. But like well, Jason Kelsey was not someone that I thought of regularly five years ago. And now I think of him a lot. Now, what about, what about Fred Warner? Well, that's why I was going, I was going Trent Williams. Hmm. That's where I was going. I was going offensive lineman. Guy who's been in the game for a long, long time. He's got kind of a sneaky personality to begin with. I think he's very funny. He's gregarious. Like, I, I was thinking more Fred Warner. Not yeah. Kittle. Uh, not, not Fred Warner. I was thinking more Trent Williams than Fred Warner. Right. Not Kittle. Because I think Kittle's already kind of known. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, is there room for another quirky, wacky tight end? We've already got Gronk. We've already got Kelsey. Yeah, Kittle's there already. Kittle's there. I... Trent Williams would be interesting. I don't know. Trent Williams, Fred Warner, it'd be interesting. It's a good question. It's a good question. Who can gain the most media-wise? I didn't think about it like that, but, you know, I don't see Brendan Ayuk being a media member no. once his career is over. I'll just talk about what just within the game and within football I, no, fans. I think, because even I like right. when we had the discussion about Brendan Ayuk being a number one receiver, and that he could be 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, whatever it is. But just the fact that we were having that dialogue about Brendan Ayuk. We really didn't know, is he this special? Is he this good? Okay, he had 1,000 yards, but you played 17 games. But he backed it up. And when you think about the offense, baked into it, everybody thinks of Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, yeah. get the ball around to the weapons. But nobody really talks about Brendan Ayuk. That's a good point. Nobody talks about him, man. And his target rate compared to other top wide receivers, you look at the target share. 
He's at the bottom of the list. I know. He doesn't get a lot of targets, but he maximizes them. Yeah, he does. So I think if he has a big game against Legereus Sneed, McDuffie, and this Kansas City secondary, everybody's going to be like, boy, you have to pay Brandon Ayuk. I think there's still some Niner fans, I think, still question whether or not you need to pay Brandon Ayuk. Well, I think Debo bakes into that equation where a lot of people see Debo, and I think his impact feels... I don't know. You could see it more just because it's right. a physical way of playing. And, you know, he's he's somebody you have to watch on the screen at all right. times, Debo Samuel. Where's he at? Where's he moving? Who? Where's he lined up in this position? Are they going to hand it to him? Are they going to flip it to him? Are they going right. to throw it to him? Like, And then once he gets the ball, then the action starts. Yep. And he's going to run through somebody. I do feel like IU gets lost in that shuffle. Now, commercial-wise... I mean, Brock Purdy's going to get a lot of commercials. I think Chris McCaffrey get commercials. George Kittle get commercials. Debo will probably get commercials. Well, this is where I think Bosa. N- not having Talano Hufanga out there, I think he was a guy that I yeah. think could be very big yep. in terms of profile. You know, the flowing hair, yep. uh, the Polynesian background. I think That's all of that call. is very um, – and he's just a very – charismatic guy. When you see him take his helmet off and he's talking, like, I don't know, I, I really like the person. Yeah. No, I like Hufaga a lot. We miss him. We miss him tremendously. <laughs> oh, we miss him big time. Tremendously. about Nick Bosa, though? Because he's got the skims with Kim Kardashian. Bosa has a three-sack game. Multiple hurries, multiple pressures. Think about a few years ago, Aaron Donald was in a lot of commercials. Remember right. those invisible commercials where he was invisible? He was in a lot of them. And I... I don't know. He didn't strike me as a big personality. He's just a monster and a great player. So I don't think Bosa has to have a huge personality to get over on an audience that way. But he's got a name that's very recognizable. Yeah, and he's got the skims. The Bosa name is recognizable. He takes that picture with Kim Kardashian after the game. You love that skims. Skims, baby. Bonte and I talked to him about it when you were out that one day. Oh, what did he say? He's all in. Hey, he said he was doing uh, contract negotiations. He's like, hey, might as well make some extra money in New York while I'm here. Do a photo shoot. I mean, smart. Not mad at him. That's why he was in New York, not to talk to Robert Sala the Jets. Remember that? <laughs> He's in New York. He's trying to orchestrate a trade with the Jets. Was that? No, when actually, he was sick, taking photos for skips. People were, were tracking his flight. Remember that? Oh my Same gosh. guy was tracking his flight to Vegas. No one cared. <laughs> Taylor Swift just had to do a cease and desist uh, their lawyers to whoever what? was track. There was a social media person tracking celebrity flights, and they were tracking Taylor Swift like all around the world. They're like, leave me the hell alone. That is a little weird. David we, Lombardi was doing that with the tracking flights. Everyone's got to take a deep just, breath. Uh, come on, we're, we're out Can here. We take a deep oh breath. my god! Well, he was tracking his own flight. That's a little different. Yeah, that than was, that to was a little, someone else's flight. It was a little strange. And I was worried. Me. I was trying to track the logic on some yeah. of his like his reaches. I'm on standby now. Armstrong. I'm on standby now. Hey, folks, let you know I'm on the flight now. Stretch Armstrong over there. This cool reminds story. me of the 1971 San Francisco Giants. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, dog? It's 2024. This is football. <laughs> Andy Reid says Eric Bieniemy came in to talk to the offensive players ahead of the AFC Championship game. Eric Bieniemy now without a job as an OC. You talk about making lateral moves. Poor guy. Poor guy goes to Washington. Even the Raiders passed him up. They say, well, now we'd rather have Luke Getze. Let's go to Miguel of San Antonio. Hey, Miguel. Miguel, what's happening? Yo, Bonte, Chasky, what's up, guys? What's up, baby? Man, it's a big, big game. My feelings are kind of have been all over the place. Um, just wanted to give you guys uh, a call and just, you know, voice my opinion on who needs to have a big game. Um, you know, on the offensive side, it's definitely got to be our O-line. Um, they need to do what they're good at, 
which is the run blocking. They, you know, Feliciano is one of the highest rated uh, run blockers out there. They need to get get that that run established. Uh, you know, they're going to go to the left. You know, we got Banks, we got obviously Trent out there, but when Brendel can get off his block, run up field, crack a linebacker. You know, get get McCaffrey just sprinting down there. That's going to set a, a lot of big opportunities up for us. Um, they got to be good at something that they've struggled a little bit with, which is you know the pass, uh, the pass protection. Brock makes them look a little bit better than they are because he can get out. He can get out of that pocket and make something happen. But you know that that's bit that's bitten us uh, in the past where you know he, he he can try to do a little bit too much and, and get into a little bit of trouble. Um, we need to they need to just hold up the line. They need to not let them get that little bit of penetration where they can throw you know the, the, where the D line can throw their hands up and and block Purdy's you know view lanes, tip the ball even if it's not picked off. It, it puts us behind the sticks and then. And we end up, you know, just having, you know, getting behind mm-hmm. the sticks is just bad, which also leads to that that O line needs to be careful with yep. those penalties. Don't 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 rely on those, you know, the the the, the holds and and the, and the false starts and all of that. We we need them to step up and just be good at what they do. Be a little bit better at what they struggle with. If we give Brock time, you know, he even if even if you know this Kansas uh, secondary is going to be on on top of their game, I think Brock can beat them with those pinpoint passes to Ayuk, you know, when we get our, our, uh, our, our run right, we can, we can start having uh, Debo in motion. We can, you know, do those, those uh, handoffs to him, mm-hmm. get him down, get him going. Um, yep. And then that opens up Kittle too. You know, Kittle can have a big game if, if we get that going um, on the defense, man, everybody's just gotta, you know, we, we got the defense has to step up and win this one. We're not going to have Reed biting his own kneecaps. Like, like Campbell was, <laughs> You know, we're not going to have Jordan Love in, in, in the last drive throwing across his body. Miguel, you're on fire. You got the whole game plan set up, man. You're ready to roll. We got to pace yourself, Miguel. We got four days. Miguel's ready to roll. By the way, this, the subtle move, we always talk about Diabolo Lenore sliding into the nickel spot mm-hmm. and Ch- Traverius Ward staying outside, Avery Thomas, and, of course, Steve Wolf coming down from the booth to the sideline. But Feliciano replacing Spencer Burford. We were high on Spencer Burford. He was a little inconsistent last year, late in the year, got banged up in the NFC title game, a little inconsistent this season. Feliciano has taken that right guard spot. They haven't looked back. No, they look a lot better. They look a lot better. Um, and, uh, I mean, the offensive line is 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 going to be big in this one. I think part of why they lost the last Super Bowl was the offensive line got caved in. Ben Garland yep. got caved in. Yep. Mike McGlinchey got caved in. Uh, let me ask you this then. Mike McClinchy. Mike McClinchy. I know. By David, the way, you want to talk about $50 million that I told? Thank yeah. You and I were in unison here. Right. Thank the heavens the Niners didn't drop $50 no. million on Mike McClinchy. Well, I remember Chicago. I did his hit in Chicago because the Bears were in on McClinchy. So they called me, asked me about I said, you know, I want to be a Debbie Downer here. But, you know, Mike McClinchy did give up that sack to... It was the only sack the rookie had with the Chicago Bears. Whoever his name was just invaded me. They were like... I go, well, he gave up that second in the Chicago game. You guys remember Trey Lance got sacked under the interception by uh, Hufaga. And they go, that was that guy. I think Dominic Rogers was his name. Uh-huh. That was his only sack of the season. Well, there you go. The the image of him getting thrown by Micah Parsons lives in my head forever. Oh, him just spurting off the field, not helping Trey Lance up off the turf. McClinchy. Uh, but... The offensive line is a big question mark. We you just never know how a team's going to play week to week, right? They were better against Detroit, though. I thought they were a lot better. No, no, I, I, I agree. thought they've held up well. But but 
would you also agree that like you just don't know about matchups sometimes? Yeah, you don't. Right? Like we, I didn't know Baltimore's defensive front was going to just suffocate our offensive right. line the way they did. Yep. Right? What's the unit with the biggest question mark for you heading into this matchup? Oh no, what is it for you? I think it for me it, it's not offensive line at all. No, it's no, no. It's, it's the Niners' defensive line. I have no idea yeah. who's going to show up. Well, I mean, that's, I have no idea. I've kind of, I've kind of backed up off of that because each playoff game, it's all about the front four. It's all about the front four. Then I feel like a dumbass here. The front four ain't even showing up, man. We got to win in spite of the freaking front four. Yeah, but 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 I, I saw a tale of two halves last week where it was they got it, better. It was in the a total half. different half, um, and and started by Nick Bosa. But like I think that's the biggest question mark on this team because when they play great, we're really really good well, defensively. It goes when they play horrible, we're we're well, a bottom tier defense. The trickle down effect of them not getting pressure and the secondary having to. Cover for five seconds or more, it's a problem. So, yeah, the D-line, I think that's baked in. They have to show up. I feel like I've been screaming at, <clears throat> pardon me, for three three straight weeks now. Detroit, you got to show up. First half, they were MIA. Green Bay, show up. Short Love had all day to throw. Then Nick Bosa got going in the second yeah. half. You got to keep going right away. The other question mark that I have going into this game for Kansas City are their receivers going to do what they did throughout the majority of the year and drop balls and miss right. plays? Or are they going to do what they've done over the three playoff right. games? Where Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. They're actually making contested catches and making big plays. 
part of why they lost a lot of close games, we can go to all these different games, whether it's the Detroit right. game, uh, the game against, uh, what was the game they lost where uh, Valdez Cantley just dropped the ball? Oh, yeah, the they lost to uh, Philadelphia. Off the shoulder pads. Their playmakers did not step up outside they, of Kelsey. But they have in the playoffs. I know. In VS, Can you Valdez trust Gantley, them in this game? I think you can now. I, Valdez Gantley. I, I still think it's a question mark. It is a question, but Valdez Gantley made huge catches against Buffalo. Huge down the field he catches. And of course, third nine to seal the game. They I mean, can go to the Super Bowl. Mahomes off the back that, foot, that third nine. Yeah, but hey, it's no, a catch. No, he made a play. Backpedaling, too. Rasheed Rice. It's nice. He's very nice. As a rookie, he's starting to come along he, here. He absolutely Kind of reminds me of Debo in terms of the way Debo's rookie year went, where he got yep. better and better as the season went along. He's starting to get it. And wide receivers, it takes a while. The great ones sometimes just come here right away and blow the top off the defense. Like Jamar chasing Justin Jefferson. He's like, wow, Puka Nakula. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? But he's been there. Rasheed Rice is getting better and better by the game. You brought up Puka. Uh the amount of people that did stills of Puka Nakua next to Guy Santos was it was an uncanny it was resemblance. Cool. It was pretty cool. Also saw this from Biddy on YouTube. I think it was also the way they wore their hair. Yeah, the ponytail. Yeah. Uh Biddy on YouTube. Bate, can I book you for my boy's show on Radio Row? He'll pay you and your age of five hundred dollars for a twenty minute interview. Well, Biddy I don't I don't have an agent. So that five hundred can go in my pockets. Just pay me a thousand dollars. I'll do thirty minutes with you for a thousand dollars. I love how you doubled the price. B, I can't argue with you. Hey, you want to do an hour for a thousand? I'll do an hour for a thousand. Benny, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, Chase is San Bruno. Chase, what's happening? You're I'm like Draymond. I don't even get out of bed <laughs> in the month Monte, of February. Jackson. I'm teasing. What's going on, boys? What First up, dog? Big fan. So, I was listening to you guys earlier. You guys were talking about what kind of non-star has to have a big game. I'm looking at Hargrave, man. I think that's the number one. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard, but it's looking like Tooney's out. So, yep. that's an advantage yep. for him. The key is going to be stopping Pacheco. If you allow them to get second and short, Mahomes is going to dice you up, find Kelsey for first down, move the chains. I think that Hargrave's just got to stuff the run, and he's going to be a big guy. Also, really quickly, want to throw in, been on my mind all week, just scared as hell, Jake Moody. Jake Moody, if you got a 45-yarder, tie ball game, fourth quarter, got to make the kick, dude. Just, you were a stud at Michigan. Maybe you're in your head a little bit, but make the kick, win the Niners Super Bowl. Heading to Vegas tomorrow, boys. Let's go. Can't wait. Let's go, Niners. Let's, Let's go, go, Chase. I love that. that Safe travels like in a Las man Vegas. On a mission. <laughs> Streets of sources are saying Alice Styles is taking pictures with Cam Newton. He's getting Cam Newton on the show. <laughs> Alan, I've I've told you, bud. Less is more. The square button is jammed on your social media <laughs> controller. Eric Paschal, it's okay to pass the rock a little. You don't have to shoot on everything. Damn. Drive-bys. I love Allen. But if I see another TikTok video that he's retweeted eight times on my on my screen, my head will explode. I don't even know who he roots for anymore. You're a Raider, like Giant, was a Warrior fan. I can't even keep up with it. I have no idea. He is a longtime diehard Kings fan, Shasky. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I love the man, too. 
Oh, man, he did take a nice little photo. Wow, look at that. Randy Cross coming up on our show. He does have a picture of Cam Newton. Good. Shout out to Alice Styles for that. Uh, Cam Newton podcast and Alice Styles. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman Supplies. Trust the name since 1922. Visit com today. We'll talk to Anthony Slater at 920 about the Dubs as they're in Philadelphia. They can clinch a road road trip, a, cl- a winning road trip with a win tonight. They can be 3-1 on this road I'm trip. Optimistic what a play. I'm very optimistic, BPA. That's what's coming up in the game. Brought to you by Fremont Bank, Full Service Banking, No Compromises. Randy Cross, former Super Bowl champ with the 49ers on the Rust. The Morning Roast is live on YouTube right now. Take it away, Bonte. What up, Steph? We'll see you in the 215 Philadelphia. What a Warriors to take out on the fight, Kate Scotts. Warriors could improve the three and one on this road trip. That'd be a winning road trip, folks. What? A day before the deadline, we'll talk to Slater about the Warriors at nine twenty. He's in the, Philly. What would the logo of the fighting Kate Scotts look like? Ooh, have glasses on, have a microphone in her head. She'd be scowling. So the pen would be mightier than the sword. It would be. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. The microphone would be the most powerful weapon. It was good to see Kay Scott last week in town. It was really good. She came on the set. She was really good. I know. Good I watched the clip, and my well, name didn't get referenced once. I know. I know. You know I'm always looking for myself. I know. I know. He was hanging on to every word. Every word. Well, we are the 11th best show in the country. Thank you, are Jason we? Barrett. Are we? Well, yeah, a bunch of old white guys who wear suits, who are from all over the country, vote based on chemistry and... You know, content and ratings, and they rank them. Sean and RJ beat us in this particular ranking. I was like, <laughs> of course they did. Them white suits that are voting love vanilla. Well, our ratings been in the twos for so many years. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Super Bowl. And I want to talk about I'm the Super Bowl with a guy who won three of them. It was vital to the Niners' success on that offensive line. Bob McKittrick, of course, the longtime offensive line coach. Bill Walsh, the coach. And he knows a little something about playing in big games. He's a college football Hall of Famer, former 49ers offensive lineman, and three-time Super Bowl champ. Randy Cross joins the morning roast here on the Boxer and Gersey guest line. Randy, good morning, man. Thanks so much for spending some time with uh, Joe Shasky and Bonte Hill. Uh, it's my it's my pleasure, guys. And it's uh, I'm happy for the Bay Area. I think all Niner fans, are uh, they've got this coming. No, yeah, we, we, we feel like it, man. This is a big game. We can't wait to get down to Vegas for this big game between the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs and rematch the Super Bowl 54. And you know about rematches. Uh, obviously, you guys played the Bengals in 81 and then later on in 88. What was that like playing a team the second time around in the Super Bowl? Although there was a different cast of characters, and maybe even different coaches, but same team, same organizations. Yeah, when it's, when it's seven years separated, especially in the NFL, um, it's the same two organizations, but as far as the teams, the, the teams were right. pretty different, you yeah. know. And, and there was there, were, I, I would say, less than fifteen guys, I think, from that first Super Bowl that were still there for the next one, if it was that high. But you know, the motivation I know for Bill was still there because it was a place that he had he had worked, and right. he always enjoyed beating the make the Bengals. But, you know, especially the way that game went, you know, you look back at that, that Super Bowl, the last one here against Kansas City, um, it was right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a, hey, we should have, could have, would have, 
you could have a field day watching that tape. If you had an opportunity to address Kyle Shanahan, knowing what we know about Shanahan, I know you've you've watched it with a fine tooth comb in Atlanta, and then now mm-hmm. with the 49ers when he lost the Super Bowl. What would your suggestion be to him? I mean, I, I'm not saying that you know he doesn't know football. I'm just saying like your your suggestion to him to do different in this Super Bowl that he didn't do in the last two. It's it's always incumbent upon a coach, especially a coach who calls plays. Um, you've got to constantly be evolving. You've got to constantly be changing. You've got to you've got to be a moving target for your opponents. But you know what? Sometimes it's 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 okay to run the ball. Sometimes it's okay to run the same play twice if it works. Um, you know that that loss against the Patriots for the Falcons when he was OC. Is something that I'm sure stung severely, being in that situation and losing the way they did, and you know being in a position to win it in New Orleans, you know where you you could have run the ball, you could have done different things. He he gets another shot, and I'm sure he'll insist, and hey, all that doesn't matter, but it, it's he'll be amazed by how much better being one and three in Super Bowls or one and two in Super Bowls is going to feel compared to uh, not having a win. Yeah, that would be tough for everybody here in San Francisco. Yeah. Think about the fact that they've got the four NFC championship games in the last five years, two Super Bowls in the last five years. We're talking to Randy Cross here on the Boxer Girls and Guest Line, three-time Super Bowl chat with the 49ers, former offensive lineman, center guard, you name it. He did it all on the offensive line, Randy. Obviously, part of that catch game. We all remember that. Joe and I were not even born yet when that play happened. We were born mm-hmm. later that year, but we've watched the game over over the call by Vince Scully. In Montana, a lot of people forget he had three interceptions, threw three picks in that game, but was able to come back and make that dramatic play, that dramatic throw to Dwight Clark there in the back of the end zone. Watch a Brock Purdy come back twice, and it's been a little rewriting in both playoff games this year. What have, you seen, what have you seen from him? Has he conjured up memories from those days with Montana in the early years with the 49ers in the early 80s? The way he's finished the last two games, absolutely. Hmm. I mean, there's there's no possible way, and despite despite having that ability to close, and despite answering the bell when you really really needed to, you're still going to have a good number of haters out there for whatever reason that are going to criticize and take pot shots at a guy, especially a young guy like this that you know they they just don't believe. I don't know if I can't think of anybody in that offense you'd want in that offense that would be better at it that has a record now of a guy that can answer the call in the big moments. Uh, And it really makes you think how much different that Philly game would have been last year. At least that's what I was thinking of after the championship game this year. I was like, man, if he doesn't hurt his elbow, you know, there isn't a a safe lead against this guy. And he could do that against – he could have done that against Philly. They could have been in another Super Bowl. But, you know, that's, that's woulda, coulda, shoulda territory. But, yeah, I mean, his ability to come back and answer the bell, that's the thing. What's your biggest criticism of a guy that may indeed be the MVP, Lamar Jackson? It's how does he answer late in big games? How is he in the most intense pressure moments? He had a chance a week and a half ago. And, again, it slipped away from him. Those are the kind of games and those are the kind of moments you build your legacy and your reputation on. And that is why 
I think a lot of people that know what they're talking about in the game think so highly of Purdy because he's answered the bell and he's made the other guy pay. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were talking about how prolific uh, McCaffrey's season has been, um, just in, in terms of Niner excellence. You know, I mean, Jerry Rice's 87 season, even though there was a strike and guys crossing the picket line and what I mean, he scored 23 touchdowns, 22 touchdowns in, in one um, in one year in like 12 games. You played with Roger Craig. Games. What's that? Yeah. I said 12 games, too. That was crazy. I know, insane. <laughs> you know, it was, it was an incredible year. He caught 65 balls that year, right? McCaffrey's had like 340 touches this year, 23 touchdowns, 2,000 yards, and that's just the regular season. You played with a guy, Roger Craig, who my, my partner here thinks is one of the most underrated players yeah. in the history of the game. I can't believe be he's not in the Hall of Fame, Randy. I really can't. He was a decade in the 80s running back, running back in the 80s yeah. with Walter Payton. Sure. It's incredible. Anyway, go ahead. Join, join, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree. But, like, I'm looking at CMC, and no one's talking about him heading into this game. And to me, yeah. he, I think he's the best player on the team. And I think he's one of the best players on the planet. He's got no holes in his game. Like, when you have a player of that magnitude, what does that do for a team? What does that do for an offensive line? It's, it's a huge confidence builder. Um, they've got a really talented offensive line, led by one of the greater greatest tackles that's ever played the game. Um, so they've got the ability to run. That's and but it's the running game's lowbrow, guys. I mean, what kind of a genius needs to design a running game? <laughs> people people discount the running game. It's like, oh eh, well. And I tell you what, the Niner defense better get their stuff together because Andy Reid's got a little something for you if you're going to defend the run like they did the last couple of games, and specifically those defensive ends need to anchor those ends. They they got blocked on numerous occasions by wide receivers and backup tight ends, one-on-one. So, yeah, it's the running game and, and what it does is something that and, – and as this week goes on, you watch. We get into Friday or so and Saturday, there'll be more of an emphasis on that because of how important it's going to be in this game. And that's that's what makes – you know, CMC so valuable to the Niners is that exact same look he can give you in an inside or an outside zone run. They can give you the exact same look, and he's a receiver. Yep. And it's it's nasty. Yep, yep. Randy Cross here on the morning roast, courtesy of the boxer and girls and guest line. You're still spot on. And last year, the Chiefs Super Bowl, the Chiefs Super Bowl win over the Eagles, Isaiah Pacheco was a difference maker, I believe. They stuck to the ready game, and he had 75 hard, hard-earned uh, uh, yards there. He averaged over five yards a carry. How do the Niners fix this run defense in such a short period of time against Andy Reid, who's a genius? And then you give him an extra week to prepare for you, and he's going to cook up all these things here. Is it scheme? Do you, do they need to go to maybe a five man front like they did against Jacksonville? What do they need to switch fix on this defensive line and this defense to stop the run this Sunday? Part of it's part of it's the scheme, and a good bit of it is is discipline and determination. You know, the discipline of playing your role in an individual defense that the, that the coach calls and. That, that discipline is really important, but the determination of not staying blocked, not being beat, just, just outplaying the guy in front of you, that's, that's, that's up to you. That's not, a, that's not a variable that is out of your control. 
And I think as that defense plays, and you'll get spread out, yeah, you're going to have to defend a good bit of the field because Andy Reid's not going to get in three tight ends and run the veer. Um, he's going to be coming at you from all kinds of different yep. goofy angles. But it's, it's that first tackler, first guy that gets an opportunity to make a tackle is the most important tackle, tackler at any time on defense. He's got to at least get a piece and wait for everybody else to rally to him. Uh, Randy, you were a part of the rise of the dynasty of this team. You know, when they they came from nothing. I mean, l- just perpetual losers, you know? And and mm-hmm. what what the city was going through in the 70s to the great dynasty and, and one of the top franchises in sports. And they've returned. Even though they haven't won the Super Bowl, they've returned to that excellence. And the fan base... It's blowing me away. I watched the game with my little guy the other day um, of you guys in the great comeback against the Saints. There's like seven people in the stands. This is when my dad was a season ticket holder. He goes, you could basically sit anywhere you want. Now Niner fans are taking over on the road and going all over the place. I mean, are you blown away as someone who was there from the beginning when there was no one at the games? Are you blown away by just the fandom of the 49ers? Um, I enjoy the hell out of <clears throat> watching games when, when they're on the road and <laughs> half the three-quarters of the stadiums wearing red. <laughs> um, and that's pretty consistent. And that fan base has grown leaps and bounds. Um, I always referred to, you know, you, you talk about that game against the Saints. Yeah. And that, that same year in 80, our last game of the year, it was raining, and there were about, I don't know, 18,000, 20,000 people in Candlestick. I always refer to them as the faithful. You know, I say, you know, the faithful, it's, it's easy to be faithful when you're winning, right. when you're getting rings and all that. But when you're there day in, day out, bad teams, in the rain, bad, you know, and you count those heads, that's how many people that were really true, just hardcore Niner fans. Mm-hmm. And now that number has grown exponentially by the thousands as far as multiples. It's Nationally, they may have one of the bigger brands in all of sports, the hell of the NFL. Yeah, no, you're right, Randy. I mean, you're spot on. We, Shask and I have started to travel over the last few years, and it's spectacular to go down to L.A. and take over the Rams Stadium, SoFi, go on to Jerry's World and take it over that stadium here. But I do want to ask you about getting ready for the Super Bowl, because mm. this week is mayhem. Obviously, all the media obligations, media opening night. I know it was a little different in the 80s, but what was it like that week of prepare for the Super Bowl? You land, you get your practice work done, and you fly out, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Miami where you play, whether it's New Orleans. What is this week like for the players? Um, it, it can be something that you, you really got to have an opportunity to enjoy something of it. You know, at least a night or two during the week, go out and have dinner, maybe go to a club or something and relax and right. blow, off, blow off a little steam. But you've really got to, you know, reel it in as the week gets longer. You've done a lot of the hardcore work, physical work, last week this week it's much more the mental side of the fine-tuning the game plan and fine-tuning your game and you know maybe for the eighth ninth tenth time watching that game that you you think is important of your opponent and trying to get that one little key that one little read that knee is cocked a little bit differently when they do this that type of thing and that's what you're looking for and i think that's what you have to kind of retreat into as this game gets closer, is just just looking for that one little edge, and you can always find it. You know, Kyle looked a little loose on Monday at the uh, at the media. Uh, night, it, he just seemed very comfortable and calm, and I feel like the players felt very loose because they've they've been here before. 
Can you just retell us the story about Bill Walsh dressing up as a bellhop? <laughs> you know, cool. before the first yeah. one, keeping you guys loose. Because I think his his comedy is underrated yeah. uh, in retrospect. We think of him as like so serious and f so cerebral, yet he he really understood how to like get people to laugh in the moment. Yeah, yeah, he really did. And there's a lot of examples as far as jokes and stuff he'd say in team meetings and whatnot, but. I just remember, and I was one of the first, you know, five or six guys off the bus. As I got off the bus, I was worried about busting my butt, you know, on the ice or something. So I'm looking <laughs> down at the ground as to what I'm stepping on. And all of a sudden, this this arm with this jacket of like a, you know, bellhop reaches out and grabs my bag. And I've got my hand on it, and I yank it back, and he yanks it back the other way. And I look up and go to yank it really hard, and it was Bill, and he's smiling. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> I keep walking. And he's doing that, messing with guys as they come out. And that's that's just one of the ways he did it. I mean, he just, for instance, we, we both, a lot of stuff about practice venues this week, right? Yeah. yeah. With uh, UNLV and uh -huh. the soft field and whatnot. We had to use the same field. We had to use actually the Silver Dome. Wow. And we lost the toss, so we had to practice early. So we're practicing early. Cincinnati's in the tunnel at the end of our practice. They can't wait to get out there. Their their chin straps are buckled. They're ready to go. They're just going crazy. We're out there. Bill's blasting music, all sorts of different music. We're playing air guitar in the background, just kind of having fun, goofing off as the defense runs their drills. And you look down to the other end, and those the Cincinnati players are just shaking their heads. And you know they're thinking, these goofballs, they have no shot. We're going to drill them. And it had a, a completely opposite effect on us because at no time in that game and in the whole process were we really uptight. What, what was more you know, jarring in keeping the, the crew loose? Bill dressing up as a bellhop or Hacksaw urinating right on the field? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we got kids in the car. <laughs> That's I a was, famous story. I know it is. I was, I was more amazed than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> He was a character, I mean, I, huh? Me, personally, I was on the field when that happened. So you come out of the sideline and you just feel somebody is getting a drink and you're sitting there and somebody, is, one of the backup guys goes, man, you wouldn't believe what, what just happened here. <laughs> so what? Hacksaw was peeing on the sideline. They hold up towels and he's over there and I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask you, Randy. Uh, uh, going to the first Super Bowl, that's a lot of fun. But what was it like going to that Bengals Super Bowl in Miami. Ooh. And I don't know if you guys had any inkling that it would be Bill Walsh's final game as head coach of the 49ers. Did you have any clue that it would be his last game? And if you did, what was that week like knowing that, damn, Bill Bill might be stepping away? Yeah. You know, I, I had announced my retirement that Wednesday at the media day. Uh-huh. And on the plane going to Miami, I went up to first class and I sat down next to Bill and I told him what I was going to do. And he's sitting there, and he's drinking a nice little glass of white wine, and he sips at it, and he looks at me and goes, you know what, I think that's great timing. And if we win this game, there's no telling how much longer I'm going to be coaching. And he goes back to sipping his wine, I get up and I leave. And being the uh, astronaut-level genius that I am, I didn't take that hit, you know. Huh. So when he retired, you know, the Monday or Tuesday, in Monterey after that and left the game, I was totally shocked until he actually announced it. Then I sat there and I went, you idiot. He told you that on the plane. <laughs> 
Yeah, I forgot you retired after that game, Randy. No, that's right. That's right. You did retire after that game. What a game to retire from, man. Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was special, man. Montana to Taylor. And, of course, you guys win that one 20-16. You win three championships, beat the Dolphins and the Bengals twice. Randy, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Going to be. We're a little nervous about Mahomes. I'm not going to lie to you. Mahomes scares us a little bit, but feels like, man, this is the time. It's been a special season for this group. They've got high-level, high-IQ guys, good character on this team. It feels like it's time to break this drought, Randy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the Niners take this, and I think uh, you're going to see a lot of things in this game. It's going to be crazy. I mean, Kansas City loves to play a lot of man, mm. and Spagnuolo likes the blitz. He likes to do it because he's got a really good defensive line. So that the line of scrimmage – is always important in, in these yep. games. But I think it would be even more important, whether it's the Niner D-line performing against the run or the Niner O-line being able to pr- protect Brock Purdy for that extra half a second before it drills the ball down the field. Who, who's your X factor? I, I think CMC. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be the, the Swiss Army knife, the, the, multi, the multi-tool. You know, and the guy that never gets talked about, uh, you know, or not talk about enough to me because there are so many stars is Ayuk yeah. and what a huge presence he is. But maybe my favorite guy on that on that skill position, uh, that team full of skill guys, might be Jennings. Ooh. Anybody, anybody yeah. that can drop b- block somebody's ass all the way into the bench is my kind of guy. Yep, I love that. Jawan Jennings is a tough guy. This go, you got the Niners winning, huh, Randy? Yes, I do. I think they come back. It's going to be a late fourth quarter. Either way, O or D score, but it's going to be uh, Niners late. So we'll be stressing. I got goosebumps. We'll be stressing. I can't wait. Randy, hey, Randy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We admire class. you, man. Uh, I had a poster of you uh, holding up Bill Walsh's Stafford Stadium after you guys blew out the Dolphins uh, back in the Super Bowl 84-85 season. So, Randy, uh, we'll talk to you whenever you can, man. We'd love to talk to you, man. Absolutely. It's always good catching up with you. You got it. Anytime you need me. Randy Cross here in the morning. We're also on 95.7 game, courtesy of the Boxer Girls and Guest Line, three-time Super Bowl champ. That's crazy, man. On the flight, Phil Watson's telling me. He's like, yeah, I don't even. Okay, whatever. You know, I, I know there are uh, there's a time and a place for all these things, but like the memories of this franchise to my family, and I know to you personally, it means a lot. You know, I my early memories of sports were going to Candlestick to Giants Day games and going to Niner games on Sunday with my grandfather. And my dad. And we were very blessed because both my grandfather and my dad had individual season tickets. Like that was part of their family ritual. That was our family ritual. When me and my brother, you know, got to about eighteen, we started buying the season tickets. And this team has always been there every Sunday. Win, lose, like yes, they were winners. They were amazing. They were a great dynasty, some great memories, all those things. But like the familial bond that 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 we have over heartbreak, over happiness, over everything, like this team means a lot to this region, and they're the only team. You know, the Warriors moved west, Giants moved west, and, and those are great teams, and I, I love those teams. This is the first born and raised Bay Area team yep. on the West Coast in 1946. Yeah, and what yeah. it represented for the city at a time of turmoil, coming out of the the dying out of the hippies and everything like that, and some Harvey of the assassination Milk. attempts, and Harvey Milk, yeah. and Moscone, and etc. You know, coming out of that bad era of the 70s, for that team to represent that community. Community at that time in the way that they did, the lovable losers finally beating America's team. 
this team means a lot to a lot of people up and down the coast of California, and it means a lot to me. And I'm I'm just I'm kind of like pinching myself well, that we're here again on the brink of trying to get back to where we were forty something years ago. Well, I, you know it's funny. Greg Wog, who uh, does play by play, UC Davis, he worked here for a little bit. Good kid. Freelancer with the Examiner called me yesterday to do a story. And he asked me, he asked me a bunch of great questions. Mm -hmm. But he said, "What would this championship mean to the city?" And I said, "Damn." He goes, he goes, right, well, how do you phrase it? He goes, "Would this be the biggest championship in Bay Area sports history, or most impactful, something like that?" Okay. And I and I, I was thinking about. It, I said, "You know, 2010 was special because we hadn't seen the Giants win in San Francisco. 54. All they, they, although they came from New York City. Yes, they weren't our original team. They came from New York. Yeah, moved to San Francisco. They're ours now, no doubt about yeah. it. But 2010, I was like, wow, the Giants actually won the World Series. I know Series. it was incredible. After coming close and close and close. Then 2015 happened with the Warriors, and I thought, wow, the Warriors are NBA champs. It was, I was just praying for them to get past the first round of the playoffs. I know. Like, I was just hoping for playoffs. But the Niners, to your point about being born here in 1946, and playing that keys are in the drought. Like, they haven't won a Super Bowl in the internet era, right? I know. The internet era, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl. And Miles in San Francisco had a tweet the other day that really touched me. He goes, boy, this Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chargers. That video gets grainier and grainier by the year. He's so right. HD can't save it. So I'm thinking if the Niners do pull this off on Sunday, there's generations, the John Curleys, the Sam Lubbins, all the youngsters who haven't seen the Niners win yet. Like, it's different for us because when the Niners last won it, I was 12 years old. So I kind of understood football. Yeah. And we were around for that dynasty, yeah. For especially the Broncos won in the Bengals. I remember the Bengals game like it happened last week. Mm -hmm. I do. So I've been a part, you know, viewed three Super Bowls, but this one in our adult life, to really understand football, to be in this position, and if they win it, that parade could be an all-timer. could be the best parade ever had, a championship parade in Bay Area sports history. Well, and, and to get over the hump, I think, is the big thing. Because like, when I think about the Giants, like, 2 is a heartbreak. 2 3 Okay. 93. 89. 93, 89. Bonte, this team has been in four of the last five NFC well, championship games. I'm just games. going back to the Harbaugh years. Jesus. Though. Well, I'm just going back to Harbaugh. Four of the last five. And then with Harbaugh, you had three straight. I know. That's seven NFC title game appearances since 2011. I, that's what I'm saying. That's seven tw title game appearances in the last 13 years. You guys do the math. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's room service because you've been so, knocking on the door forever. So this team and this fan base that's starting to travel now, you know, Baldy said earlier this season, it's like 49er fans want to be known as a team that travels. They want to be known as a fan base that will take over your stadium and take pride in doing it. Absolutely. And they've done that over and over over the last five. Heck, when it started with Harbaugh, and then Shanahan has taken it to another level. And think about Shanahan and Lynch building this thing brick by brick. When they came aboard, they said, brick by brick, we're going to build this team into a bully. Brick by brick. And think about all the bricks they've assembled. All right? The George Kittle brick. Mm -hmm. The Fred Warner brick. Guys, we it's like, okay, yeah, George Kittle, whatever. You know, Fred Warner, whatever. And they've become all pro players. I mean, brick by brick, they built this team into a juggernaut. And it's the one thing that's missing. Well, but be the like, one thing missing. Let's go back. Let's go back for just a second because I, I, I want to get a little nostalgic here. When we were growing up, and the Niners played on Sunday, you could hear a, a, a pin drop in the city. The whole city shut down. Would you agree? The whole city shut down. And, and as I told Greg Walk, up until I was 18 years old, 
All I knew was winning. That's what I said. They missed the playoffs once. <laughs> and they were 10 and 6 that season <laughs> when know. they missed the playoffs. They I lost know. the play. They didn't make the playoffs because of a tie break situation with the Saints and the Falcons. They were 10 and 6 and missed the playoffs. When I was growing up, when we were kids, Friday during January, you were wearing red and gold yep. to school on Friday. Remember Niner Day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing all my buddies with their children and stuff and all the kids that I coach. They get to now share that with their children, yep. right? I get to share that with my son. You've shared it with with your daughter. You know, you've made Anna a, yep. a Niner fan. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, being able to share these experiences and go through them, it is really special. And, like, I think about how many freaking heartbreaks we've all had hanging around that television as a family, watching this team and get kicked in the nuts or right at out the of, end. Or walking out of a stadium. Or walking out of a stadium. The walk out of SoFi Stadium. When my dad, my dad packed the bag <laughs> before Jimmy Garoppolo could even hike it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.